Change. Chris, where were you? I don't know. Three years ago, um, I believe I was in my lip, my parents-in-law's guest room, utterly despairing. Oh goodness! Hey Noah, welcome back. Hey, hey where were you like three years ago? Why, I was. Hold on. <laughs> well, I was on this show for one, and I was telling y'all. About Shadowrun. Oh, yes. Yes, and we put a part one on that motherfucker. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> which implies, we'll get back to this. And you know what? You know what? We have. Because that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Shadowrun again. So you can put a part two on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> oh. oh, do the voice, do the voice, do the voice. Oh, hello, and welcome to RPX. <laughs> I'm Chris, uh, but I, I will refer to myself as Crazon for this episode, for clarity or for simplicity. We can refer to Chris as asshole if you'd like, and if you wanted to be Chris, no, I mean, either or. No. You, you do already. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's, thank you very much, Crazon, for joining us on this. Uh, you, We've kind of pulled in some extra help since we're going to make this... <laughs> a two-parter. <laughs> the next next time I do this, I'll probably have a child in middle school. So a three-parter <laughs> in twenty twenty-three. I know we'll you say... jinxed it, Adam. We're gonna end up doing like a th- a multi-parter of this. It'll be a serial. <laughs> well, I've already started an unofficial thing. The rest of the podcast doesn't know it. But every every December, I'm gonna release a an actual play of somebody play a black sat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I've, yeah, got hey. a, I've got a second recording of it. Fuck it, it's coming up in December, and then I'll try to work another one in there. Oh, you know, like sorry. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked. So you're a little bit of a shadow run expert yourself. Do you have like a resume of sorts that you could give us? Well, on top of being uh, a fan of, of Noah's old shadow run podcast, <laughs> Fistful mm-hmm. Misanthropes. So I have a podcast uh, that I started last year called One Less Die, uh, and it spawned out of a joke on Twitter <laughs> because I was listening to, I think, one of the Shadowrun games from RPPR, um, and somebody said One Less Die, and I, I was like, that would make a good podcast name for a Shadowrun thing. And I think no one like, commented like jokingly, it's like, yeah, you should do that. Don't let your big dreams in your dreams. like, I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think you and a couple of other people have that, have that to blame. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take some of the blame for that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But also because I've I've had Shadowrun the books like for a few years now, uh, and I decided to finally get off my butt and try my hand at actual play podcasting. So yeah, I've got uh, a Shadowrun campaign I've been running for the last a- a year now. We I think we just passed the anniversary date of it. Um, set in glorious Toronto sprawl <laughs> or the Greater Toronto sprawl. Um, a place that is a footnote in the Shadowrun books. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, that gives you a lot of, uh, I guess, poetic license to do whatever the fuck you want to there. So it's... Yeah. And it's it's close enough to places like Detroit and Quebec. So basically, I'm able to kind of pull in things from like the Montreal stuff, as well as the, uh, uh, like the Windsor, Detroit area. So basically, uh, like, yeah, I've got a, 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 I've been using things from like other scenarios as well that were like usually from like Seattle and I just basically replaced Seattle with Toronto since we're also kind of connected to the ocean by a river. <laughs> nice. So to create the magic of that one day back in May of 2017, <laughs> <laughs> we, Chris is here to uh, act offended and um, disgusted. And uh, what would you say call your role here, uh, Chris? Uh, to drink scotch and be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you have a house coat on right now. Um, no, but I'm wearing a brand new t-shirt. My wife got me for birthday. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday! Thank you. You you didn't write. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I do want to note that between the last episode and now, there has been 
another new edition of Shadowrun. <laughs> yep. Like, fifth edition came out before, I think before we had started this show. And now, many years later, there is now sixth edition. So, we just gotta keep an episode every edition. And keep ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Except we're still not going to go advance past fourth edition. No, no, we're not because yeah. I'm not going to play fifth edition or sixth edition. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get catalyst any more of my money. Oh lord! So we're kind of pulling off a of memory, and uh, so some of this may be repeated. But if you've been with us since the beginning, then you're probably like us and don't know what the fuck we said three years ago either. So we're <laughs> probably in good shape. That or the comments are going to be really good on the one. We're just like, well, oh, actually, you guys said this. Why did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting three years for this answer. <laughs> I, I, about it. <laughs> I do remember that apparently we didn't talk about straight samurai, so that's something we're going to have to touch on. But that's really all I remember missing out on the last time. So I think we talked about Dunkles on being assassinated by a rocket uh-huh. launcher. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dragon Obama. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was elected, and then he was exploded two days later outside um, oh, wait, it was Watergate. Two, I thought it was a day. <laughs> yeah, I think he was officially elected on the 7th, and on the 9th he is sworn into office, and then is exploded outside the Watergate Hotel. Well, who, sh- who, who assassinated him? Did the U.S. government <laughs> ever talked about let's is it not I it was assassinated it was himself <laughs> i know what uh given his his elaborate like will and like some of the sh- bullshit that is in that will i wouldn't have put it past uncle zan to have like in like invented this entire conspiracy well yeah i mean when he died it created like a rift in space time that another dragon came out of eventually so yeah, there's there's some there's some stuff going on there. Okay. Oh Lord. Uh, oh jeez. I, I I'm just trying to figure out. No one knows who killed him. Okay. That's uh. <laughs> they left it open for you to find out. <laughs> Probably. Who killed Dunkle? Zon. <laughs> I had the answer at my fingertips this whole time. <laughs> oh, that's brought <laughs> up in sixth edition. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually talk about who actually killed. I mean, a lot of people want, like, first of all, a lot of people really want dragons dead. So there's that. Secondly, he was elected president of the UCAS. So. Oh, no. His vice president's name is Kyle? Kyle Hafner. I think he was. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, That is the least presidential name. And then uh, Dunkelzon's uh, translator and assistant, Nadia Daviar, uh, became the vice president. It's a very, uh, you know, layers upon layers. Now, I, yeah. I do re- remember those, like, splat books. So I never did, see, or not, I wouldn't call it splat book, but the little novellas that they would release. I never saw one about Dunkelzon. So everything I know is from Never Trust a Dragon or Never Deal with a Dragon. So that, yeah. that's, that's the extent of that in a Sega Genesis game of Shadowrun. Now, I mean, we could kind of go over the like a bit more of the history and stuff like that, but I think let's try a different approach and push the ball in Crazon's court here real quick. Crazon, uh-huh. no, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not just telling you to entertain everybody for the next twenty minutes or so. I'm kind of until my internet decides to boot me off again. <laughs> but like, my my big thing is you mentioned beforehand that you listened to Fistful of Misanthropes. Uh, was that? Did that happen first, or were you a Shadowrun fan and found Fistful of Misanthropes? Like, what is the order here? It was definitely listening to the Fistful of Misanthropes uh, that got me into Shadowrun. <laughs> I had had a buddy of mine who had who had been interested in Shadowrun, but it was another system that we needed to learn. And at that point, I really wasn't... I was kind of, like, bogged down by the systems we were learning already. But then, cut to, like, four or five years later, after listening to the, uh, the Fistful of Misanthropes stuff, I eventually got kind of inspired to buy the books for Shadowrun. And I think I've talked to Noah and Richard about it like a couple times off and on of like which books to like were you guys were they playing? And then I have then had to convince my my current group of friends of like of players to switch over from like Pathfinder uh, to Shadowrun, which God bless them, they finally seen the light. Oh boy. <laughs> they finally moved over they finally moved over to other systems than D and D twenty. Kind of. I, so, so 
it's been a long time since I've played some Shadowrun, and like with some <laughs> hindsight, I see that is more of a lateral move than yeah, a, a step forward. I'm glad that they're moving off of like a D20 based system. Like that's a small step. Yeah, yeah. They do love Monster of the Week and Powered by the Apocalypse system, so there's also hey, that. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but um, my one buddy in particular who like really got the ball rolling for like a campaign for me to like start doing a campaign was uh really interesting. He loves magic. Like if he can be a wizard, he will play a wizard in a game. And I gave him the the Shadowrun book to take a look at the magic system, and he fell in love with it super friggin' hard. That's cool. So that's kind of was our big push was that like oh. Aaron wants to, it can be a wizard um, exactly how he wants to be a wizard in a game. Perfect. Yeah. I have him on board. <laughs> and then the other guy was kind of like a newbie, so <laughs> to uh, to gaming in general. So I uh, he hadn't even really played D twenty or anything like that. So I, I pushed him into another super crunchy system, which they also love, like super crunchy systems. So hey, yeah. I mean, you know, as so long as they're getting enjoyment out of it and they're having fun with the game, I can't really I can't really blame them too much and. As long yeah. as they're just, you know, they're trying things other than a D20, D20 base. Yes. Yeah. 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 Please tell me you're at least quarantining the shadow run. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. We, yeah. We, oh, wait. From other people? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like, uh, tell me you're quarantining by like playing it online. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, in that no one else want, uh, want, like really is currently interested in playing games <laughs> other than my current group of friends on in live space. So. <laughs> Usually, if somebody else like jumps the game, I try to like introduce them to something else light, like uh, Cthulhu Dark, Monster of the Week, or Dungeon World. But yeah, or you could be like me and introduce folks to unknown armies because I'm insane. Yeah, well, we're all a little crazy. That's that's, that's very you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's how Adam and I became friends. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's very on brand. <laughs> it is. It really. Are we, are we, are we just going to start going into like the origin story for each of each other's like podcasts? I mean, we can. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so tell us about uh, what's the anime podcast called again? It's not thinking House, too hard right? about anime. Yeah, thinking too hard about anime. That's the one. Well, see, me and my friend Eric. <laughs> no, we already talked about that. There's a whole episode about that. I know. Um, yeah. No, he he didn't make a lateral move. He he went vertically when he left us, <laughs> Chris. Yeah, straight to fucking hell. <laughs> Anime hell. <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, okay, well, I'll get this thing back on track. So, <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to. Yeah, as uh, establisher, so that was kind of the the origins of one last die, and it kind of you know everything shrunk to fistful misanthropes. You know. As I kind of, as I kind of keep going through this here, it's like, do you all think Shadowrun was it one of the um, kind of going fat that, uh, that uh, <laughs> move that Noah was talking about? Like, is it uh, fuck? I'm gonna edit all that bullshit out. <laughs> I have just lost my train of thought. Of like like lateral like you think it was like one of the is D twenty is Shadowrun uh No, we're just fucking <laughs> drop it. Okay, did you miss us, Noah? <laughs> 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 I'm so, I got bit by Joe Biden last night. And, and, oh, you're aware, Biden. <laughs> the sun's slowly going down, and I'm like babbling. I just gotta put him down, like old Yeller. <laughs> and Chris is just like, no, guys, he's my co-host. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. <laughs> no, tell me about the Street Samurai. Yeah, let's get the street samurai. Go to, get the street samurai. Okay, so 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 in Shadowrun, there's a couple of like archetypes for for characters. You know, you have your your decker, which is your hacker. Depending on which edition you're you're talking about, um, it's a decker or a hacker, whatever. You have your your different kinds of like mages and and wizards and and all that stuff. Where there's like they can commune with spirits to do magic, or they can use like what is effectively magical scientific formulas to do magic it's the the two variations where it's like uh it's hermetic and shamanic magic which is its all its whole whole thing and then there's the street samurai and the street samurai is probably what you think of when you think of cyberpunk and like cool badass characters they are people who are 
typically very, very combat-based, and they have replaced all sorts of parts of their body with cybernetics. They're armed to the tooth. If you've read Neuromancer or the Sprawl Trilogy in general, Molly Millions is an archetypal street samurai. She's there. Typically, street samurai has kind of become a... a uh, a non-gendered term, but there's also, you know, Razor Boys and Razor Girls, that whole, like, terminology, whatever. Molly in Neuromancer is typically referred to as, like, a Razor Girl because she literally has razor blades underneath her fingernails that she can extrude and retract, like Wolverine. Of course. Yeah, of course. She also has, as sort of, like, the the prototypical Street Samurai, she also has, like, you know, an amped up, what's the, an amped up uh, reflex system like her her um, oh, um shit i'm always the reference uh wired reflexes yeah she has wired oh, reflexes it's yeah. she's basically had it begins with an n it's the part of your body that makes you do things your nervous system that's it i couldn't yeah. remember nervous yeah. system. jesus oh, christ <laughs> noah i i look all right i've had a long day i was <laughs> so you so molly has like a, a an amped up like nervous system which allows her to like react faster than a a human normally would so they move super quickly they can perceive uh super quickly um molly also has like mirrored lenses that are huds basically uh surgically implanted over her eyes so it gives her like special like vision viewing ranges and like heads-up displays like i said things like that did she ask for this oh yeah she totally asked for this she's okay she she spent a lot of money getting all of this done to herself. So it's a whole thing. Just, I'm, I'm imagining the built-in douchebag sunglasses from Deus Ex. Yeah, kinda. There's definitely, uh, except hers don't retract, they're always on. She had to get her tear ducts rewired so that when she cries, it goes into her mouth instead of, you know, oh, going down her face. <laughs> wow. That's literally a thing that happens in Neuromancer. Like, okay. we ask her how she cries, and she says... She just replies that she's had her tear ducts rewired into her mouth so she, she can doesn't swallow have- her tears. So, so in Shadowrun, that's just taken to the nth degree because you can walk around with these big old, like, you know, Adam Jensen, Deus Ex, cyber arms and legs and all this stuff. And technically speaking, from a mechanical standpoint, this is kind of one of the things that have definitely come under criticism as time has gone on about Shadowrun. But the Essence system, where it's the more cybernetics you put into yourself, the less essence you have, which means you are becoming less human, air quotes. You're, you're losing humanity because you're replacing your parts with stuff that is not natural, which is all sorts of problematic. That is ableist as fuck. Yes, yes it is. They've kind of walked some of that back in newer editions and stuff like that, saying it's not It's not necessarily that you, you're, you're damaging your humanity, but you're... Uh, decreasing your ability to interact with like the magical realm and, and stuff like yeah. that. There's there's all sorts of variations on that take and stuff like that. But with like the cybernetics and stuff like that in Shadowrun, especially Shadowrun Fourth Edition, which is the one I'm most familiar with, you can. There are ways of getting like certain certain levels of cybernetics and things like that, where you start getting into like decimal points of essence yeah. loss. So you can literally be a person with like. 0.001 essence and it'd be like the super like modified uh street samurai who's still technically a playable character because technically if you ever hit zero essence you you either die or you just become like you're no longer a human effectively which again and more modern terminology is super fucked up and problematic. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Also kind of weird when you go into like the fact that uh, they added in uh, that you can play AI in, in, in like runner's companion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are definitely ways you can play a, a non-human artificial character and things like that. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. I'm sorry, Noah. This entire time I've been imagining salty tears in my mouth. And I've got I've got that Terminator quote in my head. I know why you cry now, but it's not something I can do. Or some, I've got some variations. So I know now why you cry, for it is something I can never do. Come on, I know now what you why you can't why you cry. It's something I can only taste. <laughs> <laughs> what is best in life? Certainly not fucking crying in my mouth. But anyway. Uh. 
I, I do apologize for interrupting there, but I've seriously just been sitting here in my elf of salty taste imagining my, my I've got a bottle of Jägermeister across from me. I may actually just have to take a swig out of it just to replace one yuck with another. But yeah, so so go back to Street Samurai for just a second. Oh, you're fine. There there is you can do some all sorts of like crazy shit with Street Samurais if your GM like works with you on it where you can have all sorts of like boosts and stuff like that and you can literally turn yourself into like an earlier version of superman where you're able to like leap over buildings and like lift up tanks and then yeah it's it gets really ridiculous especially if you're like a a character whose meta type is already super super strong like a troll or something like that so you're you're just doing ridiculous amounts of damage on top of the fact that you have like you're going i believe the cap was four you could have four initiative passes in a single round, which basically means your reflexes are so amped up that in the time it takes for like a normal, like me or you, at times it takes us to do like a single action in a round, which is typically about six seconds. You can do like four different things. You can attack like four different times, all sorts of crazy, crazy bullshit. Um, it makes combat that long, much longer. Oh, it boy. Does. It, it really because like you'll go through a pass of everybody, and then for everybody that has like another initiative pass, you go through them for the round, and then another, and then another until you run out of people with initiative passes. And it's oh man, it can it can really it can really take some time. So yeah, what else, Crazon? Do you have any 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 notes on the street samurai? On on the street samurai. I mean, not entirely. Uh, I do know that I, I have a story that I, I, I made a um, feline pet sentai um, using basically street samurai rules. <laughs> okay. Basically not samurai pizza cats. <laughs> of course um, not. Great. Great. I basically just took like the feline changeling and then gave it like just all the augments. <laughs> nice. Um, it was a play- It was a non-player like uh, opponent, <laughs> to be fair. All right. But. Yeah, no, for the Street Samurai, we honestly haven't really come across too much of that, because, again, my one guy, he's starting to augment himself, but we've really been focusing on, like, the magic (laughs) of the game, because the system has, like, did you guys cover that? I can't remember if you guys covered just how many different systems there are within Shadowrun's system. Yeah, we've done, we've done nothing. Is my That's my take. <laughs> like, so there's, like, the core system, right? And then there's cybernetics. And then there's the Matrix, and then there's magic, and then there's combat, <laughs> and then there's technomancy, which is the Matrix, oh, but the Matrix, but you're a wizard in the Matrix because oh, God, you're somebody. So I'll really want, I'm going to touch on technomancy for a, a real quick second. Yeah, because basically it was, hey, we thought that Neo at the end of the Matrix trilogy was kind of cool because he was doing all sorts of crazy shit in the cyberspace world when he wasn't like augmented kind of stuff. So you can affect wireless networks and stuff like that without having any sort of electronics. You're just like, you're, you're, you're an internet wizard. Basically. Isn't it that you're basically like an organic Wi-Fi connection? Yeah, pretty much. This was all coming out like right when like wireless networks and like 3g and stuff like that was getting really, really big. In yeah. the US, if you can tell. Yeah, because like there was there, before like Technomancer from Fourth Ed, there was the Otaku from Third Ed. Yeah. Which Which already like that name. Yeah. Yeesh. I'm not sure why they went with that because it's not what that word I don't know no. what the connotation is supposed to be there. I think that's because like they're always on the matrix. And I, I so guess. they're like obsessive like Otaku, but I guess. I, um, they're anime titty mancers. Okay, there he spoke. I was afraid. I was worried about you, Chris. Like you had not. <laughs> we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if you want, like, put it into like, is I guess a no Darby's terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an, an internet wizard. Like, yeah. it's it's the way it's always kind of wrong to me. Is it, you're a, a meat person that can get into the internet without like any sort of electronics pretty much yeah and or or, or like a deck or a, a comlink or anything like that 
Yeah, like there's no augments required. You don't even you practically don't even you, you like just go off like a comlink or like a basic set or something like that. But nothing yeah. has to be wired to to mm-hmm. actually go in dive into the internet or like into like hot sim or what. Yeah. Yeah, the more I looked at the Technomancer, because I did also make a character, like an NPC character for of the Technomancer, it, it more it felt like it's basically just, all right, let's mages worked really well. Let's just toss that into let's just remove all of the lingo and change it up to like magic is resonance now. And you have all these other like you, you need a, a certain resonance level for magic or for your for your techno wizardry. And they, they I, I was doing some diving because I wanted to like maybe introduce some more technomancy stuff in our game. And the more I daved in, the more it just felt like it because the meta pl- there's a meta plane equivalent for technomancers called the Resonance Realms. Of course, this. So it's basically like reboot <laughs> or um like time commando kind of bullshit. <laughs> okay, so I've hated all of this, but you you you've sold me with reboot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that the cartoon with the blue people? Yeah. God, that was awful. Uh, also, instead of spirits that ma- mages can use, um, you've got sprites, which are just basically <laughs> ghosts in the machine. <laughs> I forgot about that. Spirits that are in the internet. Like they're they're basically it's basically Tron, guys. It's it, technomancers are just Tron. <laughs> they're Tron and they're Neo and. What else is cool about like eighties, nineties, like cybernetics? <laughs> and ghosts are two dimensional, like pixelated spirits. Yes and no. Like uh, if you were to see a sprite, it would be in it would be four K, <laughs> high fidelity, like higher fidelity than four K somehow, despite what it looks like yeah. in your AR in your alternate reality like vision. If you have like you're using your uh uh your comic for like the AR tags and all that stuff. Yeah. If I can't, what if I can't render over forty frames per second? It, it does it. It, it it's just it's cyber magic, magic. <laughs> I wonder how they're going to bring up Minecraft in seventh edition. Oh God! Oh, I'm sure there's all sorts of. That's just going to be a resonance realm. Yeah, it's just going to be like I'm still trying to figure out how one goes to. Okay, I, I understand. Okay, so with the meta planes, I can I can grasp it in that it's magic. Um, it's like mm-hmm. reality bending and stuff. Yeah, like uh, that's how you can like go from like the physical world to the astral world kind of thing. I can get that behind that. How does that work with resonance realms? <laughs> Cause apparently that's kind of uh, like similar. Like uh, maybe that's why they have to man. Like yeah. doesn't have to make sense. The <laughs> nano machines and the Wi-Fi is everywhere now, man. It's the new God. evolution of magic. Yeah. I, my, my one buddy, like again, who's really just hardcore uh, mage stuff. is just like, Oh, it's just basically like they have, like they're able to like pick up radio signals and Wi-Fi signals. Oh, so like those seals balls fillings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> yeah. Technomancers are not entirely fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, they've and in fact they've even been stunted. I think because yeah, yeah. So with fourth edition, they were trying to introduce and build upon a bunch of stuff from third edition, and then fifth edition just kind of said no. And basically knocked everything back down to like Shadowrun first edition level stuff, but while keeping the timeline moving forward. Yeah. So there was some stuff with like a bunch of rogue AI and like nano machines everywhere getting like disabled and all this crazy stuff. But it was basically there to say, no, we want like that retro 80s feel where you had to have like a big old keyboard with a screen on it to be your, your, your hacking device and and things like that. So instead of yes, Andy, they said no. Stop. Yeah, yeah. well, it's because um, the team that made Shadow Run Four left to go make Eclipse Phase. So yeah. we could have gotten transhumanist magic. No. <laughs> They're like, no, nah, fuck you. Go make your your much better game. Yeah, and, and we'll sit here and play around in the mud with our our Shadow Run. Christ. Yeah. Um. So yeah. We had a hell of an Xbox 360 game. <laughs> oh God, don't no! <laughs> uh, I literally just downloaded Shadowrun Hong Kong again. See, that's a good game. Yeah, yeah. Shadowrun Returns, it, they were good. Yeah, Dragonfall Hong Kong and mm-hmm. Returns. Returns is kind of lacking now, especially after uh, Dragonfall and, and Hong Kong. Yeah, but finished Dragonfall. Yeah, but um, yeah, no the the 2007. 360 and Microsoft Vista game 
Don't forget, Fossa was involved in that. The original Shadowrun guys were involved in that. Yes. When they did the um, the Kickstarter video for Returns, they had Mitch Gittleman on, on there. And apologize? <laughs> yeah, he basically put up a little sign that says, I'm sorry that I made that 2007 game. And then they pegged him with a bunch of like plushes and stuff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I had bills. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, I think technically Microsoft still technically owns. I'm going to say technically one more time. I think Microsoft owns the Shadowrun like IP. So everything is technically being licensed from them. Uh, I think. I don't know if that's changed between now and then, but I know there's some weird like uh, IP and copyright issues there. So, so what what else do we want to talk about Shadowrun? Um, I mean, I'm kind of just boggling at the fact that you got so many different systems. Like, there's no re- there's you know what oh, I would never play another class once I got one fucking system. Like, I'm a rigger and I'm gonna rig this whole god. Oh, you don't need uh, me. I'm gonna stay home. Okay. I got robots. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's rub it up. Yeah. So yeah, basically a lot of Shadowrun games kind of turn into okay, three or four people are going to sit around this table and one person's going to actually play the game with the GM. Oh, sweet. That sounds like real good gameplay. <laughs> yeah, so stuff in like Astral Planes and stuff, in, especially stuff in The Matrix tend to... The, the Matrix is the big one because the, the, the hacker has to go into the virtual world and go and do all this stuff because walking around in the computer system totally makes sense instead of smashing about a bunch of ones and zeros on your keyboard. Yeah. So yeah, so they get to go into their own dimension and have their own game go on while everybody else is sitting around waiting for them to like open a door or turn off some cameras. But but Noah, it worked so well in Shadowrun Returns. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was like, I always thought it was kind of weird and disjointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just like you're ha- like halfway through a bat, like through a battle round, suddenly you're you're thrown into a, a into a computer because it's like internet speed. Yeah, <laughs> like you're going faster, using yeah. it faster. Uh, I will say that's that's one thing about our game that we we definitely right. play fast and loose with like hacking <laughs> as technomancy. Like I don't like the technomancer is an NPC, so like I have them roll dice. Does she, does she do it? All right, you're able yeah. to get through that door. <laughs> Or like, are they able to like hack a robot or like hack something? Okay, good. Yeah, I think that is my my biggest recommendation for anybody out there that wants to play Shadowrun. I think that kind of goes for any edition, really. It's yeah. just when it gets to like hacking and stuff, just oh, roll some dice, describe some cool shit, and then say it's done. Like you don't have to get all in yeah. on this one thing unless you're really wanting to like sit around. Unless you've got like a team full of like hackers or, or like. VR capable people on the team or whatever. I would, I would not recommend like stopping the game just for like this one, this one like mini part of the game. It's uh, a yeah. like that sounds I mean, like some story game bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the twenty first century. <laughs> yeah, they did try to do their own kind of rules light, more narrative approach uh, to Shadowrun in two thousand sixteen with a. Uh, Shadowrun Anarchy. I have it. I've looked through it a couple of times, and it's it's okay. It's still, you know, still kind of crunchy, but yeah. it's you've got a bit of a, like, hey, describe what your thing does kind of aspect to it, and it's not like, you know, having to roll a bunch of... You don't have to worry about like keeping track of a whole bunch of gear, which is, I know, is depending on some players, they really, really like that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that I didn't spend lots of times looking through gear sections and gear books for Shadowrun. It is, a, yeah. It, it is a gamer's trap. <laughs> Just want to go on that shopping spree, you know, yeah, and, and buy all sorts of the fancy shit. But that and Karma collection at the end of games. Yeah, that too. So Karma in in four is basically your your XP, um, and you can use that to buy all sorts of things, uh, mainly self improvement. But it's, there's, it's there's le- some other uses. It's leveling done by like experience points or milestones. It's or, a point or, builds. Okay. Yeah. So you get, you know, you get karma at the end of your adventures or whatever, and then you just go in and you spend the amount of points you want on whatever categories, like skills, skill groups, attributes, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's real. Again, it's it's crunchy. It is a crunchy, crunchy yeah. system. But at the same time, getting to 
hold like a fistful, like a 17 D6s and throw them onto a table is so satisfying. I'm not going to lie. That is one of my like, like my guilty pleasures about Shadowrun. Like I'm, I'm not really a crunchy, like heavy, like mechanics heavy person, like as a GM or as like a gamer, my players are, (laughs) um, but yeah, getting to like for Shadowrun, like I think one of the things, like one of its staying powers for us is just being able to roll like just fistfuls yeah. of dice. Hey man, you're <laughs> talking to somebody who's in a Wild Talents game. I get it. Yeah, yeah. that and the zany world. <laughs> I like how both of you have invested so much time into Shadowrun, and then like, hey guys, come to my podcast and shit on your love for a while. What it kind of kind of feels like, but I mean, I mean if, if you can't love your, if, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it though. I mean, I was always fascinated with Shadowrun from like video games. Yeah, it's a it's a real neat but incredibly problematic by today's standards world. And I really think I really wish they would like go and kind of do an actual reboot of the system and actually, you know, get some of the people of color that they talk about a lot that are major like aesthetics and themes in the game and actually get them to like help with the creation of the game like yeah, like what yeah about mike pondsmith well, he made his own thing and you know all good on him i i very much i've i was never much into cyberpunk the game it wasn't really on my radar for a while just because i had shadowrun but i think as time has gone on i've gained a great appreciation for that and mainly more of an appreciation for appreciation for mike bondsmith he is an incredibly cool dude but yeah just you gotta you gotta take a step back and and really give give this whole thing another go and get some people from the cultures that you're you're taking from in there because sure i like i sure do want another game about native american peoples for a bunch of white dudes in chicago hell yeah that's real great nowadays (laughs) So uh, I was thinking about working on my Black Lives Matter game. <laughs> God, oof, oof! Uh, I wanted to throw up. Yeah, that's a uh, oof. Uh, well, so now that we've all got salty tear duck mouth, now uh, <laughs> I, I do have a quick question before I move on, and uh-huh. that is narratively: Is there does the world of Shadowrun have like an end, like World of Darkness did, or is it just Everything is continuing to build upon it. Okay, so the way that Shadowrun, the world of Shadowrun works is it's all based off of like, okay, it's not all, but the timeline is effectively built off of the the Maya calendar, where it's like every 5,000 some odd years, uh, it's a new age. Yeah. So like how with, in 2012, it, like that was the end of their calendar, which is why everybody thought the world was going to end. So basically every even age is an age where there's magic in the world. It basically, there's like effectively, there's like a big like mana storm that goes through the universe or whatever. Or like the door opens to the astral plane. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines, where magic is now allowed back into the universe. And there are some characters that are magical that can like hide themselves. They have enough magical power that they can kind of keep themselves alive or keep themselves hidden long enough for when it comes back around. That kind of stuff. But so in 2012, 2011 in in Shadowrun is when magic comes back into the world. So there's going to be like another 5,000 years from then until magic leaves the world. There is like kind of a a meta plot, big bad, like there's super evil, effectively demons in the astral plane that are want to like get into the the material plane and, and stuff like that, along with things like insect spirits which are they're not actually they're not actually insects yeah it's more like xenomorphs are like in the same vein that like xenomorphs are like insectile okay like it's a, a hive mentality alien spirit species um yeah. that lives in the deeper uh so like there's the, the the physical world the astral plane and then there's the meta planes which are basically like pocket dimensions of like different spiritual beliefs and magic and one of them in the deeper recesses of that universe or of that like cosmos is the the hive, which is basically an alien realm where these spirits, the, the, like the bug spirits, come from. Yeah. And then beyond that, even beyond like all that, like deeper beyond that is 
like these outsiders, like kind of like horrors, I think is what they called them in Earth Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause it's kind of, it, it kind of borrows a lot of some stuff from like the Earth Dawn franchise, which is like the, the, the fourth world. Yes. So uh, like the last time magic returned was like the age of the Earth Dawn. And yeah. then, um, and they had a bunch of problems all their own with, with like the things from beyond time and space. Um, yeah. yeah. And so like, yeah, there's different like threats from like basically existential, like X threats from other parallel universes that are trying to come in because magic's um, helps make it like easier for like the real, the, the, the veil between realities to like kind of like break or bend. Okay. So, so, um, so that, that's effectively the, the, that would be like the end game per se of, of a Shadowrun universe would be either that or just waiting around for the magic to go away again. I want to say Catalyst did in like 2011, something like that. They did as like an April Fool's thing. They did a crossover between Shadowrun and Battletech. What? Because Battletech is also Battletech is also a Catalyst franchise. Yeah. And it happens in the real world, but like thousands of years later. So they had uh, they had Nadia Daviar, the (laughs) Dunkle Zahn's uh, assistant and former vice president get transported into the super far future world of Battletech where she becomes like a Battletech pilot and oh that God. was like are you fucking kidding me? That was, yeah well, I'll see if I can find it that is I'm not gonna lie I, I, I'm kind of that's kind of badass but at the same time it's so <laughs> zany zany like <laughs> badass in that it's so ridiculous and, and she sets up a school where teenage boys and oh, girls God. have to you know learn how to pilot mechs Right. And then there's friend computer. <laughs> Battle Run is the name of it. Subtitled an eighth world adventure. Oh god. Uh, it's, Wait. It's their 2009 April's Fool product. Okay. Personally, I preferred Run Tech. <laughs> yeah. I-, I wouldn't mind seeing like what you know, because we're only like 70 years or like 80, almost 80 years into the into the, the, the sixth world. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing like what when like how far like the like maybe a little bit farther into the uh the world of like magic and machine and man yeah well you're not making ghost bombs and shit like that so i mean I, hey man uh I, I would not rule it out there's some weird shit they are still toying with magic tech <laughs> like yeah. there was a, there was a bomb it was well it wasn't a ghost bomb it was an anti-magic bomb technically yeah <laughs> that they dropped on Bug City, Chicago. Yes, yeah. It's at some point Chicago gets taken over by a bunch of insect spirits and becomes Bug City. They eventually do get them out, like he was saying. Um, yeah, they they drop a sermon nuke. Great. Yeah, so Fallout. Yeah, yeah Chicago <laughs> not a real great place to live in Shadowrun. Yeah, it seems like not a great place to live in America during <laughs> a dystopian pandemic either. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of America, I I need to share with you. Oh God, here it comes the uh, the UCAS flag because that is the United Canadian and American States. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yep. Say it was the Southern States. No, that's oh, that's a whole bag of worms. Yeah, we're. Uh, oof. Do you want to please tell me at least Kentucky got into UCAS? Um, yes. Okay, is that, yeah, does the map mm-hmm. show that? Okay, I believe so. Because I know we're we're part of we're currently a part of the Greater Midwest Cognate. <laughs> yes. Woohoo! Balkanization. Woo! All right, I'm gonna drop this in the general to confuse everybody. <laughs> what <laughs> is this? Yeah. So here's the UCS flag. It is, I hate it. It's yeah. real, real bad. I fucking hate it. it. Is the worst fucking flag uh, I've ever. Okay, seen. it's 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 bad. <laughs> That's like. It's not just bad, it's aesthetically bad. Alright, Crazy Hot. Yeah? How good are you at Photoshop? I am a graphic artist, sir, so what do you want? Can you put that on top to General Lee for the Dukes of Hazard for me? Hold on. <laughs> I can, oh, oh, wait, I'm sure somebody's done that. And here's the flag for the CAS. Oh, oh no, no! Oh, oh boy. Yeah, it's real bad. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're it's back. Just, oh my god. Yeah, it's I know, Matt. Look, and I can I can say this with 
a, a certain amount of self-reflection and stuff like that. As somebody who's grown up with this type of culture, you know, seeing people like it's a Confederate flag, you know, heritage, not hate kind of bullshit for my entire goddamn life. That's an ugly fucking flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Why is there a white strip at the bottom of that? Like they like I, did they like not size it right? <laughs> I think that is exactly it. Well, oh it's, god, it's because these colors don't run. They, uh, they took an Alabama album cover and fucked with it and made it a flag. <laughs> oh god, that's just lazy graphic design right there. But yeah. seriously. Dodge Charger with that. If I, it don't even have to be good. Like it could be MS Paint three right, seconds. I will totally do that. I yeah. Give me give me a minute. But I want it to be my album art. If you can make Bo and Duke uh, an orc and an elf, that'd be. <laughs> I'll just draw, at this point, I'll just draw them. <laughs> um, you want to hear something uh, that kind of irks me about like the UCAS is the fact that they gave Maine Newfoundland, <laughs> like Newfoundland, the island of like Newfoundland and Labrador, which are one province, I guess, technically kind of, they gave the Island, like the rock to Maine. That's, that's the state of, of, of the state of Maine is all, uh, extends all the way to that, that Island up in Northern Atlantic. <laughs> sure. Why the fuck not? Y- yeah. Um, I, I never figured that out. Why? Um, or I think actually, is it, is it that or PEI? Like they, did they, did they give Prince Edward Island that as well? According to the wiki, it says Nova Scotia, including Prince Edward Island mm. and uh, yeah. Manitoba, New Brunswick, Ontario, and Saskatchewan. Yeah, are that's all the UK, except for Quebec, because Quebec finally achieved its goal and seceded. But yes. they, still get to keep, they still keep the money, right? Uh, yeah, Nguyen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. Actually, no, technically. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's UCAS dollars. There's UCAS dollars and Quebec has the Quebec New Franc. Of course it is. Yeah, but uh, also, man, Quebec is nice uh, for metahumans. No, there's a lot of just not a good place, period. Yeah. Damn. Take that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we have some listeners up there, Chris. You shut your whore mouth. Yeah, guys. Like, I live right next to them, man. (laughs) I got to live with them. I know. Yeah, no, the like I we were doing because I was I was working on a character or on some on like some plot lines for that where uh, I, w- I was looking at like uh, Quebec because again like Quebec's one of the more talked or like uh, elaborated on Canadian mm-hmm. provinces, <laughs> and it's it's still not kind of good. Oh, God, we'll get to the cops in a second, Adam. <laughs> okay, so like they've got they've got like bounties on like most non sapient or like most non metahuman type sapient entities uh in quebec in in uh in shadow run <laughs> like like death bound or like like it's 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 hunting season in in quebec for uh for certain <laughs> magical creatures that have sapience <laughs> oh like uh, there is something we need to bring up the mm-hmm. uh the elephant in the room something very big happened in between uh part one and part two of this uh podcast a uh a certain movie came out Oh, oh god. Yeah. I forgot. I don't know how I forgot, but I did. Fun fact, I actually based my first Shadowrun session off of that. Oh god. <laughs> I called it Shine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, see ya. Uh yeah, so bright. Oh bright. It's they really wanted to be Shadowrun. <laughs> they so did. They, they really, really did. did. They just didn't have the cybernetics, pretty much. So basically, they wanted to be Shadowrun, but like they didn't want to read all the all the rules for cyberpunk, <laughs> so yeah. the cyberpunk stuff. So they're just like, what, what if what if an orc was a cop? <laughs> I don't know what to say other than you should just go watch the Lindsay Ellis video about it. Oh yeah, right. I would say yikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's a winner when Max Landis is attached, <sighs> and then disowns it. Yes. And, and, you know, David Ayer is the one that directed it and did a bunch of rewrites on it. It was so. too shitty for Max goddamn Landis. Yeah. There's... You know, despite this, you guys know that in... Uh, like, this is a little bit of my D20 lore, and I apologize. Y'all know that in um, uh, Urban Arcana, there is a picture of a bugbear as a cop? <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, that's not quite as good as Centaur Cop, but damn. No. God, Centaur Cop. Uh, give me that movie. I just want the movie about Centaur Cop. Oh, yeah. it, it came out. It was a Pixar film. Oh, so. you're right. 
It was actually pretty uh, good. It was I liked, okay. I liked it. I'm just I'm just really glad that Remy from Ratatouille is getting more getting more roles. Did, I know, right? <laughs> did y'all ever notice that Donald Trump walks like he's in a tar? He just missing the back part. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking watch him. And just imagine no, the rest of the horse's body. Now I want to Photoshop that, damn you. <laughs> oh god. I gotta ask beautiful for, horses. I'm gonna lose this if you don't tell me what the name of the cops are in Shadowrun. So, okay, so there's yeah. a, a bunch of different cops because they're all. Contract. I'm wanting to sing to you, and I need to know what to say. What? Give me a name. So the main ones that you see in a lot of Shadowrun is Lone Star. Oh, okay, it's not gonna rhyme well. Okay, and then there's also uh, uh, Knight Errant. It's not gonna rhyme. All right, I'll you, I'll include you in the process. Just some good old trolls. <laughs> Never made it no harm. Beat all you ever saw. Got in trouble with Lone Star since the day they were born. God damn it. I, I kind of made it work. Yeah. When I got to R, it's like I hit a stroke for a moment. But Every day Noah? we drift farther from the light of God. <laughs> uh. Was it good, Noah? Did, uh, it was, yeah. Uh, Yesterday was Waylon Jennings' birthday. I'm sure he approves. <laughs> oh God! Also, on the on the on the uh, uh, slight tangent of of centaurs in Shadowrun, oh. <laughs> they are interesting, aren't they, Noah? I am actually not that familiar with centaurs. I know that they are a thing. So um, centaurs in Shadowrun. Um, they they kind they pretty much look like what we expect centaurs to look like. You know, human body, horse like horse like horse like legs and and body kind of thing on the lower end. Um, a horse like like visage for their face. Um, huh? Yeah, I think there's a, they're in one of the they're in the bestiary like a running wild or fourth ed. Um, okay. Here, I'm gonna pull up a picture of him. How would a one? How would a centaur give birth? Uh, oh God! Why are you asking? Why do that? I do this to myself? <laughs> Why do you? There, now that's that's a centaur. It looks like a beast man from Warhammer. <laughs> no, it, it looks like a it looks like a beast man from Cinnabar or He Man, which is kind of close too. Those are all the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean to be fair, like also, um, did you guys cover uh, the sub meta types of of of? Like, I, troll I, think I do remember talking about the okay. sub meta type, like where there are weird like cultural variations, yeah. like like the Greek orcs and trolls are basically just cyclopses and minotaur I I got, and satyrs. I think I got <laughs> yeah. really really mad about Wendigo. Yeah, Wendigo is a I want to say it's a troll with HMHVV and a, a beautiful singing voice, apparently. That's Sasquatches. That, oh, yeah, Sasquatches. that's Sasquatches. Excuse me. God fucking damn it. Sasquatches are actually not a like troll subset or like as no, far as the canon is. It's like they're basically like another meta, like a, a sapient magical creature. Yeah. Like the centaurs kind of are. And they have beautiful singing voices, and one of them is the lead singer of an incredibly popular band. God fucking damn it. I, so I can add that to my game. Because, <laughs> like, I throw in a lot. Because, again, Toronto's very, like, Hollywood esque. So I've kind of. Yeah. Well, don't don't waste everything, guys. We got twenty twenty three to think about now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what could happen uh, between now and then? <laughs> Eighth edition. Eighth yeah. edition. The corporate court becomes real. Everybody is just owned by org corporations. I mean, that's happening already in the real world. Yes, it is. There have been several, several things that have happened in the Shadowrun universe that uh, have also happened in the real world. I shit, yeah, I'd vote for a dragon right fucking now. <laughs> like, yeah. Do y'all want to mention anything about Shadowrun or Sprawl, or should we just save that for another time? Yeah, we can talk about that in 2023. <laughs> everybody have enough time to, yeah. <laughs> to really research and get get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, I would, I think if, if I was to introduce somebody to the Shadowrun setting, I would not use Shadowrun's system. Um, no, unless, unless they were okay. So, like my group of my group of players, they love the crunch. So that's how I kind of winged them into the game. But if I was to play with like you guys or something like that, I'd probably run it in like the sprawl with that that errata book, mm. just yeah. because it's just so much easier to run. <laughs> that's that does sound. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. I was looking at uh, the Shadowrun stuff where I bought Foundry VTT and they had Shadowrun in there. I installed it and was going through the system and it. Oh boy, that's a little more than Adam wants to put into it. I can tell you that. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. Um, man, <laughs> but, oh man, yeah. It's like if I was to try and run anything Shadowrun, which I'm probably never going to do. But if I tried, I would largely just super simplify the dice pool system and just give y'all like pre gens or or just ask you what you wanted and try and make it. Also, did you know that Audible has recently started uh, putting out the uh, the audiobooks for Shadowrun, <laughs> the novels? Oh, God, no! Oh, shit, hold on. <laughs> we don't need that evil in the world. Uh, they've only so far they've only released one, uh, like the first one. But yeah, I, I definitely. I must say, I knew they were doing Animorphs, but uh, oh yeah, Shadowrun Legends and Do, now here's a question: Does the American one have all of them, or is it just the one? Because I see, I see two. I see Fire and Frost and Never Deal with a Dragon. God damn it. Fucking Canadian American bullshit. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the, the Canadian website is like, oh, sorry, you're from Canada. You don't get the uh, all the audiobooks. And the first 10 Animorphs books are available. Oh, my on, God. Uh, on we should uh, get you a VPN. You can ignore <laughs> that shit. I, I am in hey. Oklahoma. <laughs> no free plugs. They want they want advertising. They can come on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I thought uh, Audible was getting ready to get one from us a minute ago. This is an anti-advertising podcast, unless you're Blue Apron <laughs> <laughs> or Purple Mattresses or uh, Audible or <laughs> please give us money <laughs> or guest <Please>. podcasts. <laughs> please give us money. No, I got it. Did you use ZipRecruiter to find Aaron Shelton to do a podcast with? No, no but he did use the Squarespace account. Yes, I went on Squarespace <laughs> and I made a page looking for podcast hosts. Okay, so here's here's something I'm gonna sorry going back to the Shadowrun stuff. Sorry. <laughs> so so with the magic system, we've got like uh, people who are wizards that do services like um, like ward your house so that spirits can't get through it and stuff. Um, or if you're super rich or a corporate asshole, you can buy um mage walls which are basically there's a living organism as your insulation um yeah you have to you have a device you have like like basically from what i've fabricated because again there's very little information on it um basically like some kind of like a life support system in your house that allows it to keep living within your walls and as long as it's it's alive you uh, spirits and and whatnot can't go through it yeah so Every living thing, so like plants and people and, and animals and all that stuff, has a an actual signature. So you can use plants and things like that to block magical uh, presences. So there's a, I want to say it's like a an algae or like a moss or something like that. Yeah, it's like an awakened moss. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. What? <laughs> When, it, when we say awakened, it's it's basically just term for their term for magical. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. So it is a a moss that is it, it can affect the astral plane, which means that spirits can't affect it. But if oh you, my fucking you, god, that is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. But if you count, but if a, like a, a somebody like a mage in astral form, like in their spirit form, like tries to like counter it and they succeed, it kills the moss and you can pass through it. Oh my. F- um, I have run some games where like they've had to deal with it, and that they've like or that they've they've decided to try and have it installed in one of their like chambers for like a lab or something, and it just they have to replace it. Yeah, God fucking damn it. <laughs> um, also you can't go through the earth, like you can't travel from uh one side of the earth to the other by going through because yeah. the earth is apparently a living planet, um, or a living. You can't go to outer space either because it's. Like there's a lack of mana <laughs> or magic. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, yeah. There's like the Gaia spheres. Basically, like each pl- each planet that has like magic on it is like a guy, like a has like a magic coating around it. <laughs> oh, have, we call- have we colonized shit yet in Shadowrun? Uh, <laughs> kind of. There's, I think there's a small like a small like, research colony on Mars. Yeah. That's not going to backfire. Ain't no magic on the moon. I'm not going to lie. I did. I do want to run a campaign of Shadowrun with my group sometime. Just Shadowrun in space, where they they travel to to uh, to the moon colony that Evo is working on, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be prey. 
<laughs> nice. And then they're going to go to Mars. Like basically they're going like, uh, like it's like a, a round trip from like Mars back to earth, but like, yeah, they hit Mars and then that's, I mean, obviously it's gotta be doom. <laughs> yes. Dude. And Chris, then it's crazy. Yeah. Yes. You want to play eclipse phase. Just admit it to yourself. I want to play eclipse phase with magic. <laughs> that phase has magic. Fucking Watts McCloud virus is magic, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's the terminology <laughs> that gets me every time. <laughs> I do have actually all the Eclipse Phase books. I just don't have a group that plays it. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been able to break. I haven't been able to break them into that yet. <laughs> well, well, what better time than now? What better place than here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord, I, th- I think we've done it, guys. I think we did another episode on Shadowrun. It's a. Uh... It's a buckwild setting. So, gentlemen, this has been a blast. I'm sorry we waited three years for this, but I'll guarantee you we're going to wait three years before we do this again. So, I'm still mad at Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs> As you probably should be. Like, yeah. I think it's just I mean, I, yeah, I still love the system or the setting. I like the setting. <laughs> yeah. The system, I can't admit though that the system is kind of broken. And the rule books. Okay, do we talk about the rule books? For how they are pieces of crap in terms of their layout. <laughs> like, oh, like I spent one 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 of our re- more recent games that I ran. We spent about twenty to thirty minutes looking up the rules for magic interacting with with cybernetics. Um, to the point where I had to get Noah. I I I, te- I messaged Noah off like while we we're recording. To try and help us find it faster. Christ. <laughs> and we finally figured it out, kind of, in that, like, healing magic doesn't work on cybernetics very well, but, like, everything else goes because they just kind of treat it like it's part of the, the body. But yeah, that was, like, a search and a half because, oh, your rules are on another page. Oh, these rules are on a, on a separate in a separate book. Oh, sorry about that. You have to go to this, uh, this book and this page to find uh, in this sidebar about like this rule particular fuck that <laughs> again yeah I, I maybe i'm just a glutton for punishment <laughs> on, there's, on, on there's, a, there's a lot of rules bloat and everything so yeah uh, no yeah it's systems on top of systems on top of systems for 20 fucking years yeah uh still better than riffs <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah I will, I will go on the record there <laughs> but not as good as uh, your uh, tattoo, Noah. No, nothing is as good as my tattoo. Rocket Raccoon? That's <laughs> pretty badass. Ah, Lord. So, if somebody was wanting to listen to some Shadowrun games, carries on, where, where's a good place that they could do that? Uh, well, Fistful of Misses. No. Uh, sorry, Noah. <laughs> I mean, if no one wants to advertise that, sure. <laughs> but uh, I think they're still there. Yeah. But you do um, your thing. Yeah. Uh, well, you could listen to One Less Die, a Shadowrun and gaming actual play podcast where uh, we post our Shaman or our Shaman King. Wow. <laughs> our Shadowrun. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Uh, fucking Shonen ass Shadowrun game. Look, that wouldn't be difficult already. Where you can check out our Shadowrun campaign that I've been running for about a year now uh, every other week. And then the weeks between those, we I post up uh, old campaigns that I've been running with my group and recording since like 2012. So we got a bit of a backlog to go through. <laughs> awesome. I forgot that craze on. What? Uh, what about uh, your other uh, project? Might as well plug it. While All we're right. Here. <laughs> well, you can also check out my creepypasta uh, earlier about, about a uh, horror movie and, and like creepy thing. I do uh, every week, uh, me and my other co-hosts uh, on a podcast called Al Dente Rigamortis. Uh, talk about a creepypasta. Uh, it's basically um, kind of like a riff tracks meets a book club, <laughs> uh, where we take a look at a creepypasta that's been written on one of the various wikis or Reddit no sleeps and whatnot, and uh, then sit down and dice or criticize it for its grammar, and then actually do our thoughts on it. <laughs> and yeah, those are usually pretty fun. Yeah, I've I've guest starred a few on a few of those. Yeah, and I always have a blast. Yeah, and without it, we wouldn't have the uh, the Kentucky Tree Dolphin. But yeah, if you want to like check out some uh, some old <laughs> or some some new and old uh, game campaigns that are, have been recorded and posted up online, check out One Less Die. Awesome. We will rec- include that in the uh, show notes. And uh, Noah, what uh, where might people find you? Well, 
you can find my new show, Thinking Too Hard About Anime, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's me and my friend Aaron Shelton. We talk about Cowboy Bebop currently. We're doing an episode-by-episode kind of deep dive uh, where we just kind of discuss the the sort of... We do like some film analysis. We do some trivia. Uh, we just have a conversation about the show and what makes it so good. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Thinking Anime. And if you want to follow me personally, you can find me at Kamen Utaku. That's K-A-M-E-N-O-T-A-K-U. Um, I'm on a couple other like actual play podcasts and shows. I am rarely here, though I do have some stuff in the pipeline I've been working on that I think y'all would probably like. Uh, I've got an alien game I really want to run for y'all. So, oh, fun. Uh, so yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to talk about that at some point. But yeah uh that's me yeah uh you guys could yeah just check out al dente rigor mortis there and i guess i since i didn't do my twitter handle uh i'm at review cultist uh which is also my moniker on al dente rigor mortis uh on twitter and for Road point exchange you all could catch us you know www.roadpointexchange.com or you know facebook.com slash roadpoint exchange and I don't even know which one of you guys created the the Twitter account. Uh, at we're RP Exchange. At RP Exchange. Was it you or Noah created that? I created it. Okay, cool. But I thank you all for tuning in on this episode. And then until until next time, have a good day. Bye. Sleep well. Well, we did not think this through. <sighs> Noah, got any anime taglines? I've been thinking too hard. That's, that's the tagline for our show. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>